Welcome back to the Life in Digital podcast. We are seeing unparalleled growth in the rise of programmatic and out of home. And this week, we are proudly joined by Dom Kozak, head of programmatic at JC Deco, recent winner of the 2022 AdTech Hero Award at New Digital Ages NDA Heroes Award. Ed and Dom talk about the importance of relevance and how the future of seeing out of home ads in real time is right around the corner. We delve into digitization and how programmatic is playing a vital role in JC Deco and the wider out of home space. We hope you will enjoy. So welcome to the Life and Digital podcast. I'm here today with Dom Kozak, Head of Programmatic at JC Deco. Dom, thanks for joining us. Hi Ed, thank you very much. Good to see you in person. Absolutely. Great to be in a room with someone. I know. We were just discussing how you've been at an agency today presenting to 60 people. Which... Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's great to be kind of back on our feet you know, with that agency planning buying community. Absolutely. Absolutely fantastic to be back. Yeah. Was it good to be back at a presentation screen? And... Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, there's a little bit of ego in <laughs> Yeah, of course. Walking around on stage, pressing the clicker. Centre of attention. Good, 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 good. And Dom, actually, to jump right in, um, so Head of Programmatic at JC Deco, it'd be great to hear about, um, I guess, your role there and, and a bit about JC Deco before we talk about um, um, Programmatic out of digital out of home. Yeah, sure. So, um, yeah, so like I said, I'm, I'm Dom, I'm Head of Programmatic at JC Deco UK. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been with the business probably for the best part of a decade now, mm-hmm. uh, and we've kind of launched into a, a programmatic journey or or bringing out of home into the programmatic ecosystem in probably about, in about like four or five years. Yeah, I was going to ask when that sort of... Yeah. started so it's been it's been it's been a transition so it's about four or five years ago when yeah. um essentially we, we span off a new independent business um called view who operate as our ssp in the market well, yeah. and that was very much the the kind of start of the journey like i said that was about four or five years ago and uh, now that happened so we're in our kind of fourth solid year of trading mm-hmm. um i guess i should kind of fill people in about who jc deco are because from a from a digital standpoint, you may not be that familiar with us, yeah. but certainly from an everyday standpoint and walking around in the environment that we, that we all live in, um, I, I'm sure the listeners and yourself, you, you will be very familiar. Um, we are essentially the world's largest um, out-of-home media company. Um, we are a media owner. We are in almost 4,000 cities globally. We reach uh, just over 800 million people every single day. Mm-hmm. So a really, really scaled operation. Um, and essentially, we very much, uh, 60 years ago, we very much launched uh, the concept of advertising-funded um, posters, uh, and we essentially invented the advertising-funded bus stop. So, if you have ever been sheltering from the rain in a, in a uh, bus stand, uh, you are very welcome. So, we've, yeah. saved, we've saved you from that. Uh, and then, probably about I said, about five years ago, uh, as we were starting to digitise more and more of our inventory and seeing the world of of digital uh, kind of collide with more uh, more heritage brands, like the rise of CTV. Um, we really thought that it was, it was time for us to kind of lead the market uh, and get on and kind of bring digital out of home into the programmatic ecosystem. Um, I think there was a lot of discussion and conversation, certainly internally within the business, about how we do that. You know, do we collaborate with, with other media owners in the space? Do we work with existing tech partners? Uh, and eventually it was, it was decided that the view would go off and, and be this company very much for the industry and to work not only with JC Deco, but with other media owners. And really the, the thought behind that um, was very much to accelerate the process. Uh, and in reality, I think as JC Deco, we've been a slight victim of that success. So certainly in the first few years, perhaps traction wasn't, um, wasn't really what we expected it to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's certainly grown in the, in the last few years and certainly through the pandemic. And that's really been driven in the UK 
uh, by kind of the other media owners, uh, so namely Global, Clear Channel, uh, and of course Ocean Outdoor being the other kind of big players in the UK market, very much kind of following that lead. And they now all have their own programmatic solutions, um, either outsourced to a third party. So I think the real exciting... Is so, View wholly owned by JC Deco and JC Deco only inventory? So JC, uh, View is not wholly owned by JC Deco and it is not JC Deco only inventory. Okay, yeah. So in the, uh, in the UK, uh, View is JC Deco only currently. Yeah. Um, in other markets such as the US, there's other media owners on there. Okay, cool. The ambition with you really is to be that SSP for the market. Um, I, I won't kind of go through their, uh, yeah, their, their, their press releases, yeah. uh, but, but they are very much a kind of an open business who will work with, with many uh, media owners. I guess the big advantage of View over other out-of-home SSPs mm. is they do have exclusive JCDCO supply. Yeah, okay. and, that, and that's across 17 markets across the world. Bit of a private marketplace, effectively. But, uh, yeah, very, very much so, very much so. I, I don't know whether that will continue to be the strategy, uh, but for now, it's working really well, and we've got you know we've got to doff our hats to the team of you for kind of developing the technology and enabling us to connect to this programmatic ecosystem. Yeah, yeah, cool. So just understanding um, first of all, from a kind of a programmatic point of view, a data a data collaboration point of view, um, out of homes always been quite a creative platform. How does that all piece together in a in a in a in a, in a programmatic world? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that's. Um, it's really interesting that you raise that, that kind of concept of data and creative. I'm actually just thinking back to um, in fact, the last episode of your, of your podcast with Gum Gum. Yes. I'm thinking Repeat. about Thanks how... Thanks for listening. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's a great, great podcast. I mean, obviously, with fantastic guests. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, and I think what was really interesting there was, to, was to, to listen to that idea of content being so important and creative being so important, mm -hmm. along with metrics like attention. Uh, and also then creativity kind of driving that, that creative bridge. And I think that's, that's something that we very much believe in, in, in out of home. You know, the, the moment for digital out of home becoming programmatic is now, especially with that focus on context and on creativity. Uh, it's something that we take very seriously. We actually have um, two teams that we work with uh, internally, uh, one called Data Solutions and one called Creative Solutions. I'll, I'll break those down yeah. really, really quickly for you. Um, so data solutions are essentially our kind of data and, and planning and insight team, uh, and they can help with our, our kind of agency and clients needs uh, in terms of helping us to um, uh, plan and activate uh, programmatic digital at-home campaigns using kind of best-in-class data that we have access to. Mm -hmm. um, I'll give you an example of that. That really helps. So, so one of the big, big things we have, we have a contract for Tesco. So we have the screens outside of 500 um, Tesco uh, extra stores. Yeah. A great, uh, great kind of mindset, great kind of last touch point of purchase. Um, we work very closely with the team at Dunhumby. Yeah. Uh, and we have access to their, um, to the Dunhumby data, so the club card data. Mm -hmm. So we will know for an individual store, which hours, uh, let's say bread sells best. And we can then apply that data into the bid stream um, so that we're only serving impressions to a buyer which over-index for bread sales or for alcohol sales or for whatever else it may be. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of the work that our data solutions team really bring data to life. And localised to stores. And localised to stores, so exactly that. Localised to store, localised to time, localised to moment, um, all based on that on that rich, uh, rich data that we have sitting behind it. And out of interest, I'm not sure if you would know this or not, do you find those trends are like UK wide in terms of when specific things sell at specific times, or is that local? It is, it's a really, really good question. I do know actually, because I've been, <laughs> I've been going through this with our data solutions team recently. That, yeah. yeah, absolutely. So it really depends on what it is. Um, so you see overall trends. So if you take mm -hmm. alcohol as, mm -hmm. ex as an example, 
naturally Thursday, Friday, Saturday it peaks. peaks tends to be in the afternoons. But if you were to take, say, herbs and spices, mm-hmm. uh, that kind of varies uh, a lot more by storm, by location. Mm-hmm. But those, it's interesting when you see something which varies more, the peaks and troughs become less extreme, perhaps, perhaps as you'd expect. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. So that's the data side of things. Uh, the, the other side of the team that we work with really, really intensely internally at JC Deco is Creative Solutions. And they have been um, uh, historically responsible for what we call special builds in the out-of-home world. So, um, you know, uh, I don't know if you've ever seen the, the Ghostbusters um, creatives that we did in Waterloo several yes. years ago for the launch of the film. So you had the, the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man bursting through the floor of Waterloo Station. So, uh, and things like that. So traditionally, that's where they've been involved. Uh, but now as the kind of technology is really driving the growth of digital out of home, they're more and more involved in the programmatic world. And we've recently launched a couple of, uh, a couple of additional products for our creative solutions teams. Um, things like uh, QR codes, which can then sync audio to, a, to an out of home uh, video creative. Mm-hmm. So you can actually have the audio message uh, playing through, through someone's mobile device, for example. And, and even things like augmented reality can be brought into the uh, into the ecosystem. So through that programmatic ecosystem, you can now deliver not only um, kind of 2D uh, contextual impact for a brand, but actually bring that into a 3D immersive, engaging, uh, real-world experience for consumers uh, of, of branding campaigns. Amazing. And just thinking, because of the kind of the GOP, from a location point of view, can um, advertisers, do you find you run local campaigns where uh, a specific store or um, partner might want to drive something just like, at that point of sale because your screen is so so close to where they are. Yeah, absolutely. We we see that, um, and that's very much a that's kind very of, local, I guess. Yeah, isn't it? very localized, very much a bread and butter, um, uh, very much a bread and butter application of, mm-hmm. of out of home. Yeah, uh, we do see that, and we'll see that on quite a, a narrow level. Like you might have a. Um, I'm going to use Waterloo as an example again, but you might have a, a new store opening in the Waterloo area and a brand may take the Waterloo Motion, the, the massive digital screen, if you've ever seen that in, in Waterloo Station. Mm-hmm. Hopefully most of the lis- uh, listeners will be familiar with that. Yeah. But then you also see that um, at scale. So for example, if you have a um, the launch of, of the latest branded phone, which I won't, I won't mention on the podcast just in <laughs> case, um, you know, someone might want to activate, activate the, the closest screens in proximity to their stores, yeah. but on a nationwide uh, level. And, and what's great, certainly within with JC Co and with the digital out of home industry, we've got a reach of over 78% um, of, of the UK. Wow, per footfall, that's massive. Absolutely. And that can, and that can be, um, so that's kind of one, one way of using location. But, yeah. but location really is the absolute heart of what we do when planning and activating out of home. Yeah. Um, because our screens don't move, right? You've always had that. Yeah. It's the audience that moves around us. In fact, we've just released a, a really um, interesting piece that I'd um, encourage people to, to, to search for online yeah. called Location Matters. We'll, we'll um, make sure there's a link to that. Absolutely. Yes, please. Called Location Matters, which is exactly all about that and, and how important location is. But what data is enabling us to do is really be much more um, much more advanced with that location piece. So again, let me use an example. If you want to target, um, okay, let's say you're a food delivery service mm-hmm. and you know that you have um, market share issues in certain postal sectors. Well, that's great. So traditionally, you might want to target your advertising in those postal sectors. You may want to do that on out of home and maybe combine it with mobile, maybe combine it with some desktop. But now the data that we have access to is much more, um, 
much more granular than just that. So we can see where the audience that perhaps lives in that postal sector mm-hmm. goes during the day. Mm-hmm. So you might say, for example, that I'm just going to make up some town place, uh, some some uh, place names here, but you might say that the audience that lives in Reading that you want to target for your food delivery service, yeah. you might see that the propensity is the vast majority of those people travel through Paddington Station at around lunchtime. Yeah. So now rather than just targeting the location of where um, that, that cohort lives, you can now also target, uh, say, around Paddington Station at the right time of day to catch that audience on the go. And that's really the um, evolution of location targeting that we're seeing in Out of Home. And the real-time or closer to real-time uh, uh, element of programmatic technology, what the programmatic technology brings, is what allows that to happen. Yeah, that's cool. I can really see how that's about reaching people, the same person at different places at, you know, with the right product. And that's just a different buying cycle. So I think my frame of mind, I know I commute from Tunbridge Wells, um, so I know, but I know I'm in a different frame of mind when I'm in different places. So I can really see how that, how that plays out. Um, so how is programmatic digital out of home bought? Right. <laughs> yeah, okay. So look, really, really, uh, really fair question, I guess. So I guess the good news for anyone who is um, in kind of a trading or programmatic buying team um, using a DSP to buy other media channels, whether it be CTV, display, mobile, etc. Mm-hmm. You know the, the, the big DSPs we could we can all name. You know the likes of, of the Trade Desk, DV360, etc., etc. Zander, Adform. Um, I won't name them all. And sorry for anyone who didn't name check. I'm sure will call me when they hear this. Yeah. Um, but, so anyone who's used to buying uh, via those, those DSPs is yeah. now exactly the same, or, or at least very similar for out of home. So we operate a private marketplace. Yeah. Um, so anyone who wants to buy some programmatic digital out of home can contact our team. We'll provide a deal ID and they literally just plug it into the DSP and they can buy just like any other channel, buying impressions based on whatever targeting parameters they put in the buy side platform. Mm-hmm. So the great thing about that means you can then add digital out of home as part of an omni-channel campaign. Mm-hmm. So if you're already using um, some audience segments, um, you can quite often apply exactly the same audience segments within the DSP uh, for targeting out of home. And you can also follow that user journey between channels. Mm-hmm. And that does several things. One, it kind of improves the impact um, and, and uh, audience retention on, uh, on certain ads and certain creatives by combining those channels together but also it improves the measurement capabilities. So you can know that you have served a programmatic digital out of home ad, mm-hmm. uh, a mobile device has been exposed, you can then potentially sequentially retarget um, that yeah, device, yeah. and you can also then measure all the way through to conversion, if that's, if that's what you're trying to achieve with the campaign. Yeah, and out of interest, um, so is it a real-time buy, as in ad bought and ad served? That's a really, really good question. We, we need to be upfront about that. So we talk about near real time. Yeah. In reality, the auction happens an hour before playout. Oh yeah, because of the creative and the challenges I'm getting. It, exactly that. And we are we are working very, very hard to get that, that get that down. And we do expect to be real time or within ten seconds within the next six to twelve months. Wow. So, so real, super fast progress at that time. Yeah, like. absolutely. And I would say you know that. That, um, that time frame is already live in uh, Australia and in the Netherlands. Okay. So, so you've got the tech? We've got the tech, it's been tested, now we're just talking, looking at scaling it. And obviously the, there's a, uh, a lot of investment and time uh, that goes into making sure that the, the technological ecosystem that we have in the UK 
uh, can obviously support that. Because what we don't want to do is take the take the, the kind of great ecosystem we've got now and for it to kind of fall over as we as we evolve. Um, I think it is worth mentioning. I think historically, when we were talking about kind of out of home and your knowledge yeah. of Jason Decay before we started. It's probably worth just putting that though that hour within the context of out of home traditionally. So if you think back to posters, that's probably maybe a two week lead time yeah. to have the poster printed, have it go out there. If you're thinking about um, a kind of traditional digital out of home campaign, you're probably not a million miles away from that. But you know, at a, at a real push, it's maybe three, four, five hours, and that's to turn kind of the whole campaign on or off. Now with, with programmatic digital out of home, it's down to that kind of hour barrier or that, that hour limit and, and fast shrinking hour limit, but also that's completely localised. And scalable. And, and scalable. I can exactly. see that. And automated, and right? Also, yeah, totally, so, yeah, totally different, yeah. The tech's doing the work. Yeah, I completely get that. Um, that's amazing. And um, just following off that, just an inquisitive question, how long do people usually run an ad for? Like... How long is it usually visible for? What, what's the sort of yeah, that's usual, a, that's usual, usual, usual thing that someone would buy? It's so different to you know an ad on a phone or a, you know clicking on said website. Yeah, absolutely right. And there's, there's some key differences, I guess, between I'm going to call them traditional um, <laughs> traditional digital channels yeah. and, and programmatic digital at home. Yeah. Um, and I think probably CTV is quite a good quite a good kind of comparison actually. Yeah, I can see similarities. Yeah. So we we have standard content lengths. So in terms of how long the content plays. Uh, it's usually six or 12 seconds, uh, and that is kind of decided up, upon based on a whole heap of research done to see what's the most um, efficient way of using that creative. Um, worth adding with that though, you get 100% uh, viewability, 100% playthrough. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of how long an individual ad will run. In terms of a campaign, we see activations from a couple of hours to, well, we work with several brands who have always on lay down through, throughout the entire year. So. Programmatic's not the answer to every single use case, yeah. uh, but it can do, it's a, it's, it's a toolkit so it can be used in lots and lots of different ways. Just like with TV and traditional media, in terms of traditional digital media with you know, brand versus DR versus... Exactly, it's exactly Okay, that. okay. And we kind of touched upon it, so um, one of the questions I had kind of written down was the journey from kind of paper to posters to programmatic digital hours at home. You've been there since the very beginning. Pretty much. Quite a big question, but what's it been like? What have been the challenges? Um, sounds like you've come such a long way in such a short time frame. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. How's, how's that all kind of come come together? Absolutely. I mean, I'll, I'll start. I guess I think probably if you if you'll forgive me or you give me the latitude, probably you know right back in the early days. Yeah, great. Just think yeah. about out of home as a channel. Think about it, it's very much the oldest oldest media. Yeah. Um, you know, we think of it as being with the brightest future. Um, so you think even back to you know, the days of the Egyptians would have big stone obelisks, you know, displaying their, their kind of laws and treaties. Um, you know, you'd have pictures of beer mugs painted on the side of ale houses when people couldn't read. So it's kind of always been there. And then probably about 20 years ago, I guess, the, the, in the UK at least, the out-of-home market really, really started to mature, probably around or probably just after the kind of the launch of desktop. And out-of-home at that stage was very much kind of, um, was very much kind of a, true broadcast channel along the lines of kind of linear TV and radio. Jump forward to kind of 10 years to probably about 10 years ago now, you start to see the digitization uh, of screens. For us, it was with our te Tesco network. And at that stage, the challenge is really strategic. Mm -hmm. So do you digitize? Yes, we all know we're gonna to have to digitize at some point, but when is the right time? When is the right time to make the investment? Again, I think of the business, we went, we went slightly early uh, and we, we capitalized uh, on, on that quite, quite well. 
And then I guess we're going to jump kind of 10 years further forward-ish until we kind of launch the programmatic offering. So at this stage, I talked about the kind of the strategic um, challenge, if you like, uh, thinking about digitization. Then once you kind of accept that you are digitizing, there is obviously an investment challenge. Mm -hmm. So the kit that we put in the ground is, is kind of best in class, best resolution, largest screens, best locations. We, we really pride ourselves in that and certainly in the design as well. Um, and, but then there's the investment challenge. So we have to make the, the decision to invest in digital in the infrastructure. So we spend about 25 million pounds a year in the UK, or certainly have done since the launch of Programmatic, mm -hmm. installing new kit and new screens into the ground. Hardware. Like yeah, absolutely hardware. hardware. And you think, you know, you see the, the size of the screens and the maintenance that goes mm -hmm. behind them. So yeah, obviously massive. we couldn't do it without the infrastructure. So that's kind of one, one, one challenge to overcome. And really that was just, just will. And we've got to kind of thank the visionaries in, in, in our business, which is still family run, so the co mm -hmm. very much pushing that, pushing that agenda with us. And then I guess we get into the kind of programmatic world and I won't talk too much about the tech challenges because mm -hmm. they're always going to be there, right? When, when you're doing something new and, and going first, uh, I think probably the, uh, the biggest kind of challenge that we, that we faced was that although we were kind of ready and, and good to trade with the market, uh, the market probably wasn't quite ready and the market wasn't really ready because the buying community didn't think it was a good thing to do. The market wasn't really ready because it was really only JC Deco who were ready to trade programmatically. And I think as I mentioned a, a little bit earlier, the pandemic has really been a true catalyst for that. Yeah. So the other media owners have very much looked at, at their operations and kind of got on board with the programmatic digital out of home journey. And I think also, you know, the timing then of that was almost right. Again, what we mentioned earlier about gum gum, talking about creativity and context, and also perhaps that we've been measuring the wrong things historically in a digital world. Absolutely. And I think there's a little bit, you know, a lot of hard work and effort, but also a little bit of timing and judgment that brought those worlds together to the moment we are now. We're really seeing unparalleled growth in this channel. Yeah, it's interesting to hear how the pandemic accelerated things because it was such a challenging period, but I guess that period of reflection, period to kind of reevaluate your business and a period to innovate. It was interesting to see businesses find a way to do that under a backdrop of actually, you know, requirement to make revenue. Yeah, absolutely <laughs> right. And I think, you know, to take it away from, from JC Deco and take it away from, from programmatic digital out of home, it, that's probably something that we saw not just in, not just in the media world, right? I think we saw that everywhere. Everywhere. The businesses um, uh, evolved, right? Really they so fast, they yeah. perhaps became what they always could have been. So mm. I think, you know, if we're taking, if we're taking wins out of the pandemic, Maybe that's one. Yeah, yeah, it's hard to do. Yeah, but then, yeah, it's that, that period of evolution. But that's you know, there's always opportunities in even the very worst situations. It's what you, um, you know, how you, how yeah, you, what you make out, what of you make out of them. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, um, we, yes, so I guess we've kind of touched upon some of the benefits there um, in terms of the creativity, the now use of data, context, all the uh, you know attention being the metric we know and increasingly know really matters. It's, been, it's actually been such an exciting period for ad tech. I think over the last oh, few exciting. years, it's. Um, no, there's GDPR and there's been several challenges, but um, yeah, it's been really cool to see new platforms in particular um, emerging. Looking at the broader marketing mix, what sort of conversations do you find yourself having about the role of programmatic digital out of home in that kind of broader marketing ecosystem and cool campaigns? How, how's that all started oh, yeah. to, to play out? I mean, I think that's, that's probably the most exciting element at the moment. Uh, so yeah. Certainly for me, in my job being a little bit selfish in my day to day, um, kind of working with a much wider variety of, of planners, buyers, marketeers uh, in general, and kind of broadening the scope of, of what can be done. I mean, the truth when thinking about the wider marketing mix is that 
Out of Home is now a, another programmatic channel that can be tied into that ecosystem, bringing all those benefits of scale, visibility, lack of click fraud, viewability, mm. um, uh, etc. And we're starting to see more and more out of home play a uh, multiple roles within that brand funnel. So, for example, um, uh, digital out of home is it drives uh, consideration um, metrics by up to seventy two percent in some in some studies that we've done. Mm-hmm. We also work really really well with other channels such as mobile. Um, we talk a lot about a priming effect. So we all know that we've got the um, uh, deprecation of third party cookies coming mm-hmm. down the track. Uh, from our from our friends at, at Google and Chrome, um, and interestingly, to again talk about attention. We we've done some research, or Lumen have done some research, at, at Mike and the team over there, and, and they've kind of looked at that. You know, what can be the impact? How can that um, that loss of that data be be replaced? And one of the things they looked at or with, with us involved is uh, the priming effect. And what happens when someone has seen an uh, out of home ad? before seeing a mobile ad. And what we see is that any, um, any impact of the lack of cookies from targeting can be mitigated by using out of home as a primer to get people already engaged with that creative and that content. So we see um, increased or at least retained attention, ad recall, uh, and, and beyond that, um, we also see uh, the, the click-through rate, you know, a much maligned metric, but the click-through rate almost return to where it was um, pre the removal of yeah, it drives it. Yeah. yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, so that's that's absolutely kind of key to that marketing mix. So we, we talk a lot about the two screen future and kind of how those how those mo- the mobile particularly and the out of home channel can work together uh, so well synergistically. I mean, I, I, yeah, I can I can see that as well, and just that sense of um, I come back to the location piece with with tie up um, seems and feels really strong. And if if someone is um, Actually, absolutely. Who are you generally speaking to in the agencies? What are the sort of behind teams that you find yourself um, talking to, and planning teams you find yourself talking to? Yeah, I mean that's a, that is a um, that is a great talking point, and, and the answer is a little bit of everyone. I was going to say a little bit of everyone. So I think the uh, in some of the in some of the agencies that's still to be still to be shaken TBC, out. TBC, yeah. yeah, TBC. So I mean, you could, you could put it into into kind of rough categories. Right, you can. We can talk about the independence, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm particularly thinking about the kind of digital first independence. Uh, mm-hmm. And w- with uh, with those agencies, it's very much talking to you know, digital planning buying teams, uh, even the trading teams to, to to you know to go through go through the mechanics, and that's been a relatively kind of smooth process. Although there's going to be a little bit of theme as I talk through this, that it's all about education. And the education is slightly different depending on each agency and each team. So working with, with those type, types of agencies, we do an awful lot of, it's about education, but it's really about educating about out of home, uh, the role that it plays within the marketing mix as we discussed. Because yeah. there, there may be a traditional kind of digital planner buyer. Uh, so that's kind of the, the, the kind of indies, just to quite crudely package them up into, uh, yeah, pa- yeah. them up into one group. Uh, but then if we think about the networks and the whole codes, they again kind of fall into two camps. And the reality is within, within the whole codes, there is a, um, you know, there's, is it the out-of-home team or is it the digital team? And that's been uh, an evolution of, of where, uh, of understanding and deciding where the budget comes from, who does the activation, who's putting the levers, who's doing the planning. That's not resolved everywhere yet. Uh, and we're not seeing a, um, a consistent uh, kind of approach, if you like. So some of the whole codes will have a centralised programmatic digital out-of-home team, which the digital teams and the out-of-home and the, and the above-the-line planning teams can access. 
Um, some of the whole codes will basically have a, I don't want to say a free for all, but essentially any of the teams with access to a DSP can, can add Programmatic Digital App Home to their campaign. So in that instance, we're talking to all of the teams, quite, quite challenging in those instances. And, and with, some of the, uh, with others, there's a very much a hybrid model. And that's probably where we're seeing the most success, where you see almost the kind of pure play digital planner buyer trading desk teams working, or in fact, probably more the trading desk teams working with the out of home planning teams. And there you're combining that out of home knowledge with the kind of digital yeah, activation skill set. Yeah, it's interesting. It's, it's actually very, very, very similar to watching that journey from, well, display to trading desks to. Um, certainly, that TV AB team to um, to, to CTV, uh, you know, that where, where, where does yeah, it sit? Where does it sit? And exactly. then you end up, well, agencies do things differently. So you end up with either a centralized function or in team, but where you get everyone talking, that's naturally yeah. the, the, the. Absolutely the, right. The, I think the one thing that I can guarantee about the setup is it's not done changing yet. And it will continue to evolve and to change as the technology evolves, as the capabilities evolve, and as the needs of not only our kind of clients in terms of the agency world, but also the actual brands themselves, as those needs and requirements change, I'm sure it will continue to evolve. Mm. And on, on that note, any any tips for buyers if people are buying campaigns or planning campaigns? What, what do you think has been really effective from a brand agency kind of point of view? Yeah, absolutely. So I think probably the, the number one thing I would say, if it is your first programmatic digital home campaign, reach out to us or to one of the media owners or to someone who has um, to someone who has programmatic out-of-home experience. There are some nuances to this channel. It's yeah. not just plug and play. I mean, you can essentially plug and play, but you will get the most out of it by working with um, some experts like myself and my team. Yeah. Without being, without being too forward, or people have been doing it for, for, for yeah. several years. So that'd be my number one tip is don't just dive straight in. Have a conversation, understand what you're trying to achieve and understand why you're, why you're activating uh, out of home in a programmatic fashion. Equally, I would say that if you're um, an out of home buyer uh, and you want to get involved in programmatic digital out of home, uh, again, definitely talk, definitely talk to us as the media owner, but then probably the other key people to engage when plan your campaign is the DSP, the buying platform that you're going to use. Mm. So again, you can see that depending on what your background is, you're kind of utilising an additional skill set to make sure that what you're doing uh, with programmatic digital at home is additive rather than uh, replacing or detracting from what you're already doing. Yeah, bridging the gap. Yeah, yeah, cool. Um, all right, and then just a bit of stargazing to finish up, if that's okay. Yeah, go for it. Um, what's the direction of travel? If you're looking at what you think the capabilities will be in, I don't know, 12 months, 18 months' time, what, what, what do you think is on the... On the horizon. Yeah, I mean, I've already kind of given away the, the big one, which is you know, heading towards a, a true real-time uh, yeah. environment, which is, which is obviously massive. Um, so, so that's one. I think AR will form part of the future and a, a bigger part of the future as, as we move forward. And not just for programmatic, but for digital at home in general. Um, the big one, though, is data and, mm. and the application of data. We we are already kind of doing, I think, doing great work in this space, but with a an ever-changing data ecosystem. Um, I think there's so much more to come in this space. And for us, I think it's all going to be about location. Those data points which can tell a location-based story will help tie not only digital out of home, but other media channels together as well as we lose things like, things like cookies. And the importance of context, creative, based on a location, I think is very much the future of where we're going. Yeah, yeah, great stuff. Thank you so much. I've really enjoyed it and really, really learned. It's been, it's been 
yeah, thoroughly enjoyable to listen. Perfect. I'm sure listeners find it. Hopefully, insane. yeah, hopefully you've uh, you've learned something new today. And I would just say to anyone listening, do please go and check out Location Matters. Uh, do please um, uh, internet search uh, JC Deco. And of course, I'm sure the links will be in the podcast. Do get in touch if you've got any follow up questions about program digital out of home in the UK or indeed globally. Lovely. Thanks so much. Cheers. Ed. A big thank you to Ed and Dom for this week's episode. If you want to find out more about the work that JC Deco are doing, we will link to them in the show notes and via our website. We will also link to the references mentioned, including Location Matters. A big thank you again, and we hope we will see you next time for another episode of Life in Digital.